Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Hom, and I am here with another amazing real estate investing goddess. On this show, we interview women who are successfully investing in real estate, who share, who very generously share their stories, their triumphs, their Today, I'm really excited to have Julie. I, I, I invited her on for a couple of reasons. I mean, she has an incredible story, but she does she focuses on something right now in addition to her investing, is she helps people become passive investors. So she's an expert in passive investing, and we'll talk a little bit more about what exactly that means when we get started. But Julie Lamb has been investing in real estate since 2009. After investing locally in San Francisco and out of state in single family homes and duplexes, she moved into multifamily investing to scale her investment portfolio. After investing passively herself in a few multifamily syndications, she became very passionate about passive investing and she co founded her company, Good Egg Investments, to educate other investors about these types of opportunities. And in the last two years, she and her partner have gotten on the active side and they've been co-syndicating and have syndicated over 2,200 multifamily units and 1,000 self-storage units. Wow. So it's worth over $236 million. Amazing. Um, Because of her passive real estate investment, she's been able to quit her job. So she retired from from her other work, and she now spends most of her time with her husband and three kids. So she's a busy mama and has managed to do so much. It's incredible. Welcome, Julie. Thank you so much for having me, Monique. I'm excited to be here today. I'm excited to have you. So, you know, you're... You've gone really far, and those are those are numbers that probably a lot of women, a lot of our listeners are going, oh my gosh, that's such those are such big numbers. I couldn't get <laughs> couldn't get anywhere near there. But it's is, but you that's not where you started. So I always like to to start these conversations with what got you real estate investing. How did you get started in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. I love telling this story because I didn't start, obviously, where I'm at now. Um, I started investing in real estate back in 2009, kind of accidentally became a landlord. I was looking to buy my first home with my husband and was doing the traditional story of get married, buy a house, start a family. And we were looking at um, buying properties, and it just so happened that it was 2009, And it was the perfect time for us to get in. Um, And I still recall wanting to buy the cool loft downtown. And um, my real estate agent pushed me to buy a a three-and-a-half-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath townhome. And she had told me, I remember standing there with her in this huge house that I, at the time, it was just my husband and I. And I asked her, you know, what am I going to do with all this space? It's just the two of us. We have no kids. And she said, you know, you could take this property, which you couldn't do with the cool loft, 
and you can rent out the other rooms and do what we call house hacking and offset your debt expenses, right, your mortgage expenses. And I said, hmm, that's an interesting idea, Laura. I really like that. That's, I, I, might, I think we might go with this. And so we did. We ended up going with the townhome. And that was kind of my introduction to how real estate works and how leverage plays such a huge role in real estate. And we bought that property in 2009 and we house hacked and we rented out the other rooms. We Airbnb'd them uh, for the next three years or so until we started having kids. And then we started buying more properties because we started to see, okay, I see how this is working. And it was still a relatively good time here in the Bay Area to buy. And so we bought a few more properties. And as the market cycle started to mature, we started to exit out of those properties. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of how I, how I first got into it. So. Trying to buy my my first house and ended up getting a triplex instead of the, the single family I wanted or I, I because uh-huh. I couldn't afford it at the time. You picked a much mm-hmm. better time mm-hmm. to start 2009. I picked in 2005, which was not when prices were on sale, <laughs> when when houses were on sale. Um, so, right, right. Uh, really cool. So now, yeah, you you go from having this townhome and you're renting out rooms, and then you buy some more properties and and you're selling them at the top of the towards the top of the market, and so tell us about your, you know, what got you into multifamily? Yeah, yeah. So I, as we started to exit the deals that we were in here locally in San Francisco, you know, we were coming into some some equity and I thought, you know, what what's the next step for us? You know, I thought, well, maybe it's we buy a bigger house, nicer house. You know, we, we live in something a little bit nicer, a little more expensive here in the Bay Area. And I something about that just didn't sit right with me. The idea of buying this, you know, getting myself into millions of dollars of debt here in the Bay Area, that's what you would have to spend to buy a decent home in a nice neighborhood and work the next 30 years of my life at a job that I, you know, wasn't entirely excited about, but that I, it was a great job. And it just didn't, something about that didn't make a whole bunch of sense. And so I said, there's got to be something else out there, a better way for us to grow our wealth. And so I, I kept looking and researching and I looked into buying businesses and I looked into other avenues for investing, stock market. And then somehow I came back to real estate and realized that this was where, that real estate was where I wanted to be and become an investor. And so I started investing. I came across Bigger Pockets. Uh, it's a you know social networking uh, site for real estate investors, and came across that site and just fell into this like rabbit hole of the real estate investing world and started buying properties out of state and um, rehabbing them from 2,000 miles away. And it was a lot of fun. Um, not really. <laughs> it ended up being a lot of work. <laughs> And um, I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I getting myself into? And luckily, I didn't get too far down that path. 
before I realized that, you know, if I wanted to really achieve what I had envisioned when I got into it, which was financial freedom and being able to retire early, that it was going to take me a really long time to buy, you know, one single family home or one duplex one by one with all the loans and the insurance and the rehabs and the evictions and the repairs Mm -hmm. and, and all of that. And I realized that multifamily was what I wanted to get into because after doing all my research, I realized that there's so much more opportunity when you have, you know, potentially hundreds of doors under one roof, under one transaction, as opposed to one door or two. Um, And so that was kind of how I got introduced to the idea of multifamily was I just, I got into it sort of slowly through the single family um, process, which a lot of people do, um, and just realized that I, I was going to have to scale and go bigger, and multifamily was really the way I wanted to do that. So, yeah. Very cool. So, you started in multifamily as a passive investor. So, tell us a little bit about um, what that was that was like. And describe, we've talked about on the podcast before, passively investing, and I, you know, I think I've shared that I, I've passively invested in deals, but why don't you describe it, um, what, what that means to you and, um, and how you got into these passive investments? Yeah, so it's kind of funny I, how I got it. The story's kind of funny how I got into it. So, you know, I'm buying these single-family homes and these duplexes, and I, you know, realized that I wanted to get into multifamily, and so I started networking with as many people as I could that were in the multifamily industry, and I would just ask people, hey, you know, I, are you interested in partnering up with me? Because as I moved forward in my research with multifamily, I realized that, you know, most decent larger multifamily buildings were in the millions, sometimes double-digit millions. And so I realized very quickly that I would need a partner. And so I started asking people as I was, you know, networking, hey, are you interested in partnering up on a deal? And, um, you know, not, I didn't get a lot of positive responses from that. They asked, well, what can you bring to the table? And I said, well, you know, I, I've told them about my real estate experience and that I had some capital I was looking to bring to the table. And one of the uh, sponsors that I had talked to said, you know, I don't, I'm not interested in having you come on board as an active uh, investor, but if you're interested in being passive, on one of the deals I do, then we might be able to partner up. And I, and I had no idea that there was anything, I didn't even know what that meant. I thought, you know, if I was gonna buy this multifamily building with somebody that I would have to have some kind of active role, right? Where I'd have to, you know, manage the cleaners or manage the property management mm-hmm. or manage some aspect <laughs> yeah. of the property, right? And so when he told me that there was this opportunity to be passive, meaning that, you know, you don't do anything, right, aside from you hand over your capital, and that's the extent of what you do. And you'll get paid on a monthly or quarterly distribution for investing your capital into the deal. I that was I was like, wow, this is really interesting. I need to learn more about this opportunity and did some more research and got back into um, touch with that original sponsor and said, okay, I'm I think I'm ready to try this on for size. And I still remember it was December of 2016, and I had made that investment primarily based on the fact that a lot of the properties I was looking at here in San Francisco, I would have been lucky if I was going to cash flow maybe 
you know, three to 5% a month or, you know, on on the money that I had invested. Right. And so it was like this, and yet I could invest with, with this person passively and earn eight to 10% for doing nothing. And I, that was incredible to me. So I did that first investment in December of 2016. And I still remember January or February of 2017, getting my first distribution. It was life changing. I mean, to, to be able (laughs) to not do anything right and have money rolling into your bank account um, was incredibly life changing for me. I mean, up until that point, most of the things I had done that earned me any significant deposits into my bank account, I had to go out there and work for it, right? And so it yeah. was very different. Um, and that was that was my first introduction to passive investing, and it and it changed everything for me. And I kind of fell in love with the idea of passive investing. I'm a mother. I have three young kids. At the time, I was working as well. I was commuting two to three hours a day, and my time was so precious. And so to be able to leverage the capital we had and, you know, generate additional income into our family household such that we could sort of take a step back and not have to worry so much about, you know, where that next dollar was coming from was was amazing for me. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah, I love that about passive investing because you can, without doing any work, it's really your money working for you. So you put it out there and in the hands of people that – um, you can you trust and then they they go off and they're managing the asset and your money goes off and comes back with friends uh, and all you yeah. have to do is you have to vet the deal you have to do your due diligence on the front end um, vet the deal vet vet the the sponsors but then uh, you know after you write your check all you do is wait for uh, wait for money to come back into you and it's really it's right. really cool. And it's not necessarily that yeah. because you're not working, you're making less. As you were saying, you mm-hmm. could make more than, um, you know, probably those properties you would get in San Francisco where you're, you'd have to, maybe you're self-managing and then you're having to deal with plumbers and, <laughs> you know, the three T's, tenants, toilets, termites, that kind of thing. And you'd still be making yep. less than on some passive investment. So I'm a, I'm a big right. fan of that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what uh, what made you start the Good Egg Investments? What made you want to to teach other people yeah. about passive investing? Yeah, yeah. So I so it kind of just happened accidentally. I did that first investment in December of 2016, and as you know, the investment started to move forward, and through or the early part of 2017. I started just talking to friends and family about this new investment that I discovered and how exciting it was. And I realized over that first part of 2017 um, just how passionate I was about sharing and educating folks about these opportunities. And I realized what an impact it was having on my life. And I thought if I could share this with other people and have them realize that same potential in their lives through these investments, 
that that meant everything to me. I just kind of became super passionate about it um, and realized that this was the path that I wanted to go on uh, as far as multifamily investing went, that I wanted to work very closely with investors. I wanted to educate them and I wanted to um, help them get into a lot of the deals that I was investing in as well. And so I met my business partner earlier this year um, at a real estate conference, and she is also a mother of two young boys. And we realized through our conversations that the whole reason we were doing what we were doing, which was uh, equity raising and working with investors, was because we were so passionate about the opportunities, just like I had just mentioned. And so we talked about potentially partnering up, and this was in February of this year. And then in April, we sort of casually talked about a, a potential partnership. And uh, yeah, it just kind of took off from there. And we decided that together, you know, her strengths were my weaknesses and vice versa. And we realized that a partnership together with that foundation of really being passionate about wanting to share our experiences of passive investing with other moms with as our foundation was what, what meant everything to us. And so that's how Good Egg kind of was born. And that's how we decided to partner up together. I love it. I love it. That's so great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, Switching gears just a little bit on, um, yeah. you know, just your personal story, because I, I always ask all my guests what was their biggest mistake and what did they learn from it? Because I feel like we learn so much more from our mistakes than we do from our successes. So what would you say was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? Yeah, so I guess I would say that my biggest mistake was, jumping into a deal um, in an area that I didn't really know that well. I did my research on the market as a whole, but didn't really do, you know, as you know, like real estate is so block by block, you know, sub-market, yep. sub-market. It's so, mm-hmm. it's so hard, right? And so my, this mistake that I made was I had done my research on the market as a whole, the city as a whole, but didn't really do my, my research on this particular sub-market specifically this particular neighborhood, and jumped into the deal. I, it was a really cheap house, uh, cheap being under $30,000 in Indianapolis. And I thought, you know, what can go wrong with this deal? It's $30,000. Like, this, nothing can really go wrong significantly with this deal. And, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> I um, jumped into that deal and, uh, yeah, it sat vacant. Um, I rehabbed it. I got everything done in the first, like, three weeks after I bought it. And I was ready to put it on the market. And that's another thing. I ended up buying it at the wrong time. So we threw it on the market mm. in November, uh, and it was Thanksgiving week. And it sat oh. vacant for probably about four or five months. Um, and I had to change property managers. Uh, in the time that it was vacant, it got broken into. Um, mm. And then we finally found a tenant, and the tenant paid rent for about two or three months, and life was good. I thought, okay, I'm turning this mistake around. And then all of a sudden, September rolled around, and I it was like three weeks after the first of the month, and I finally realized, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen the rent yet for this for this property, and reached out to the property manager 
and um, yeah, realized that they hadn't paid rent and that we were going to have to evict and then went through that process through the holidays again the following year um, and uh, yeah, finally sold that property earlier this year, thank goodness. Um, and so yeah, that was that was probably my, my biggest mistake. Um, and what did I learn from that? I would mm-hmm. say that you have to, one, do your due diligence. You know, you, you got to do your due diligence. Don't rush into anything. Um, you know, it'll pay off in the long run. Don't think you know it all. Uh, definitely work hard to do that due diligence up front and it'll pay off in the long run. Um, and also to just stick with what you're good at, you know, stick with what you're passionate about with what you're good at. And uh, clearly for me, uh, buying single family homes was not <laughs> the way to go. Uh, so, yeah. Well, well, I think that was, <laughs> that was a good one. There are other, I mean, I, yeah. there, there are a couple other things too that I got from that, um, which is, I think is so important about the, you know, really understanding the market where you're investing yeah. because, yeah. You know what they say, the top three rules of real estate investing are one, location, two, location, three, location. And when you talk <laughs> about location, it means the broader market, but then it means the sub-market. And then even within the sub-market, some, you know, as you said, sometimes it's one block is awesome and the next, the next block is like that war zone block you don't want to be on. Um, and that, and, and knowing those markets with that sort of specificity is often really, it's, it is really important and often it is that important. Right. And there's one other thing you said is that it was three weeks in and you and you had to contact your property manager to find out where the rent was. It's like, it yeah. sounds like you might've needed a new property manager. Because, um, they were not very on top of things. If you had, if you had to ask them yeah. where the, you know, what was happening with the rent after three weeks. Um, right. Yes. Not good. Another <laughs> Right. Yeah. Which is another reason why I'm so passionate about passive investing and, you know, leveraging the experience and the time of other people, right. And letting them manage all of that so that you don't have to even think about any of that. And you're still earning a great return on your investment. It's incredible. So that's, yeah. (laughs) I hear you. Yeah, as a passive yeah. and as an active investor, um, you know, sometimes as a running my own buildings and where I've had to change the property managers and I've had to be on top yes. of the rehab and all that stuff. Yes. It is so nice yeah. when somebody else is taking care of it and you don't have to. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> it yeah. really is. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. So the flip side of the, your biggest mistake is what are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? Um, you know, I guess I would have to say how far I've come in the last year, year and a half. I mean, I, you know, when I first got into this in 2016, I was still working my job. I was working full time. I was commuting two to three hours a day. I was, you know, managing my kids' schedules. My daughter was just starting kindergarten. My other two kids were in preschool, which meant two different drop-offs. You know, it was, it was hectic. And 
I, you know, when I first got into this, I, I never thought, I thought, oh, okay, great. I, maybe I'll retire in 20 years instead of 30 or whatever. And I never thought that, you know, it would, that early retirement or, you know, the quote financial freedom would have come so soon. But I feel like once you make that commitment to do something that so many other things come to you, right. That you may not have even been expecting to happen. Um, and so, yeah, I guess it's to just say that I, I'm just so excited that I've been blessed with all of the opportunities that, that have come to me over the course of the last couple of years and things have just kind of come together. And I, I'm really proud of that for just, you know, persisting and, you know, believing that there's got to be a better way uh, to live. And so, yeah, I would say that's what it is. Oh, well done. Yeah. You should be proud. Thanks. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, And what do you attribute your success? You know, I would say that it's the three P's, persistence, patience, and perseverance. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, to be successful, you have to be able to keep pushing for more, right? You have to just keep wanting more than you have, and you have to be able to fall down and get back up again and repeat that process Mm -hmm. over and over and over, right? And so, you know, I would say that if there's anyone out there who, you know, wants to get into real estate investing or or really anything for that matter, you know, you've got to be able to just keep persisting and believing and be patient. It'll happen. You know, it'll happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Such good advice. Because, um, you know, as much as we research and work with people who know what they're doing and try our best and do all, you know, everything, quote, unquote, right, there will be times when things don't work out. There will be some places that Mm -hmm. they make it. There will be Mm -hmm. the... The, the the team member that's just not doing what they need to do. There will be, you know, that happens. And um, part of being successful for sure is being able to persist and persevere and be patient through it all because um, the rewards are for sure out there, but yep. you have to keep, keep at it. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. It's always just like right around the corner, you know, and, I, I firmly believe that, that, you know, that what you're looking for just about as you're about to give up is, is probably right there and you just can't see it yet. And if you just keep going a little bit farther and keep going and pushing, you'll, you'll get there. So, yeah. Absolutely. So good. So what yeah. advice do you have for a woman just starting out in this field? Yeah, so I would say that leverage, huge. I lever. I'm such a huge fan of leverage. Leverage the resources that are out there. There's so many free resources too. You know, you could go on YouTube, look at videos, real estate investing videos. Go on Bigger Pockets. Um, do your research first. Talk to people. Network. Network. I would say is huge was huge for me in the beginning i talked to as many people as i possibly could that would you know give me the time of day as you know i had some real estate investing experience but not a lot and i just reached out to a lot of people and there were a lot of kind people along the way who took the time out of their busy schedules to chat with me and there are people like that out there who will give you that time and i would say 
you know, once you get them, get those people on the phone, come prepared, you know, don't, don't waste their time, come prepared once you have their attention and ask all those really good questions. Um, I, I would say another thing is use partnerships as a way to get to where you want to go faster, figure out what you're really good at and figure out how you can offer your strengths to somebody else's weaknesses and see if you can partner up with them. Because I think at the end of the day, if you can partner up with someone who, you know, their strengths are your weaknesses and vice versa. And together you guys would be like this power team. I think you'll be able to go faster, farther than you ever would if you were sitting there trying to get good at something you're just not really that good at. Right. Um, and I yeah. think that if you're armed with a strong education, a strong network and an awesome partner or partners that there's just no way you can fail. Like you're, you're just bound for success. If you have those things, um, education is key. It's something that, you know, no one can ever take that information away from you. So the more you educate yourself and invest in yourself, um, the, the better off you're going to be. So, yeah. Great advice. Um, and what do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know? Yeah, I would say that don't be afraid to jump in and start, even if you aren't fully ready. Um, I'm such a believer of mistakes are the things that success is really made of. And so I just think, the, you know, if you just get out there and you just do it and you start doing, it's like I said before, you know, you're going to fall and then you just got to pick yourself up and get going again and you're going to fall and get back up and going, you know, it's just like when you learn to walk, you know, you don't, you didn't just come out of the womb and start running, right? You came out of the (laughs) womb and you started as a baby and you started crawling and you started walking and you held on to things and you fell down, but you got back up again, right? And you kept doing that process over and over until you got really good at it. So I guess I would just say that, you know, don't be afraid to, to just get going because I think there were times earlier on for me that I thought, you know, all these like, what ifs, what if this happens? What if that happens? And, you know, what if I quit my job and things don't work out? And what if, what if? And, and I think you just have to, um, you know, believe and know that, uh, you know, things are going to, things are going to go wrong. Um, but, but things are also going to go right. And other opportunities are going to come out of the woodworks that you might not have thought about right in the beginning. So, yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Things go wrong, but so many more things go right and you can learn from the things that go wrong and, um, and let, and springboard off of them. So it's, it's just part of the journey. Super, super good. Um, so (laughs) if people wanted to find out more about you and what you're doing, how would they get in touch with you? Yep. So they can go to our website, which is goodegginvestments.com. And they can also email me if anyone wanted to chat about real estate. Um, my email address is julie at goodegginvestments.com. Awesome. All right. Good Egg Investments. You heard it here. Um, now, <laughs> It's time for our famed end of show, Trinity, which is a brag, a gratitude, and a desire. So um, what what are you bragging? What are you celebrating right now? What's one brag? Yeah. Yeah. So we just closed three deals. Two of them are in San Antonio and another one out in Dallas. And that puts three more communities on our into our portfolio and 
we're just growing. I mean, over the year, we're I think we're at like 11 properties right now, um, primarily what? most of it in the DFW area. But yeah, so it's incredible. So super excited about that. That happened about a week ago. So still celebrating that. Well bragged. Amazing. <laughs> so what are you grateful for? Grateful for my family, my family all the way. Um, I wouldn't be where I'm at today for so many reasons um, if it wasn't for my family. They inspire me. They encourage me. They love me. They support me. Um, and so, yeah, without them, couldn't, couldn't do any of this for sure. Mm, beautiful. And last but not least, what's one thing you desire? Yeah, so, you know, I think the one thing that that I desire is really to have a significant impact on our community that inspires them to take action and get into the investing game and get on their way to finding more time in their days to do what they love. And even if at the end of the day they never get into passive investing, at least to know that it's an option to to really spread the word is 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 what would um, you know make us really happy. Us being good egg investments. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so shall your desire be, or so much better than you can imagine. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you. That was awesome. Um, you guys, if you want to get in touch with Julie, you can go to goodegginvestments.com or email her at julie at goodegginvestments.com. And to connect yep. with me, go to realestateinvestorgoddesses.com. And Julie talked about the importance of educating yourself and um, educating, educating so you can take action. Well, if you are interested in getting started and getting an amazing education, then I invite you to come to our Wealth Through Real Estate event happening November 2nd through 4th in Los Angeles, California. If you go to www.wealththroughrealestateevent.com, you'll find details there. If you put in the code REIGVIP, you will get a huge discount to join us. It's going to be an incredible event, all women in the room on the stage and sharing um, their wisdom and uh, helping helping you to get started and get going super quickly. So that's our that's the Wealth to Real Estate event. I hope to see you there and I hope to um, I hope to have you come back next week for another incredible real estate investor goddess interview. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any amazing interviews like this one. So thank you again, Julie, and thanks to you all for being here. Bye-bye. Thanks, Monique. Take care. Bye.